Hey, Potential Podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in once again to the Potential Podcast. Before we begin today's episode, we'd like to take a moment and talk to you about something that means a lot to us. This podcast was created to be a source of fun and entertainment, and although we love to nerd out with you, one thing we do take serious is mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, then our sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. You can talk to your therapist in a private, safe, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise with BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. All you do is simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in just under 48 hours. After that, you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. And at any time, you can request a new therapist at no additional charge. Join the over 3 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Our listeners will get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com potential. That's betterhelp.com potential. Once again, that's 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com potential. Take charge of your mental health with BetterHelp. And remember, know your potential. Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris Dewar, and I'm joined by my co-host, and masked murdering psychopath Taylor Sokol. <laughs> Only on Tuesdays, though. Um, and we're here to review the new slasher film in the end of a trilogy, end of an era. We're reviewing Halloween Ends. This had four writers. Once again, I think Kills had the same. Paul Brad Logan, Chris Bernier, Danny McBride, and David Gordon Green, with Green back to direct this third film of this new trilogy, in the Michael Myers films of Halloween. Now, Taylor, you and I did actually enjoy the 2018 Halloween, which served as a direct sequel to John Carpenter's original Halloween. So they were like, all these other sequels never happened. Bye. Rob Zombies, that's his own world. This was like a new timeline. We're doing the multiverse in Halloween now. And then we got Halloween Kills, which came out... Last year, it was another direct-to-theater, but also on Peacock. And we reviewed that last year, Potential Picks. And um, we both kind of agreed it was an okay film. Had some good kills, but felt like it was kind of going in a different direction than we thought where Halloween left off. And now we're getting Halloween Ends, which definitely was uh, marketed as the big final confrontation between Laurie Strode and her psychopathic brother, Michael Myers. So... We are going to do spoilers today because this won't be a long review, but we wanted to talk about the ultimate decision of what would happen into Halloween Ends. So here's your warning. warning. If you haven't seen Halloween Ends, go check it out. Uh, Come back to listen to this review. But Taylor, 
What's our brief synopsis of Halloween Ends? Halloween Ends, we are following Laurie Strode and her granddaughter, Allison, and the kind of the aftermath four years after the unfortunate events at Haddonfield in Halloween Kills, as they confront the continued threat of Michael Myers has been looming over and the ramifications of what has happened there. But we actually kind of follow also a new character that's introduced intermittent between the events of Halloween and Halloween Kills. Uh, we follow a character of Corey Cunningham. And he unfortunately uh, had a uh, fateful encounter one Halloween night where he was supposed to be babysitting. Accident occurs where the kid in his charge um, dies. And so he is kind of ostracized in the community. He's um, regardless of, you know, that he has been committed, no, you know, wrongdoing uh, purposely, any manslaughter, but he's been basically ostracized from this whole community. And then he kind of finds this kinship with Allison, Laura Strode's granddaughter, as she kind of takes him in, but there's something a little off about him. And we see some sort of emergence or reemergence of a new evil. So you're right, Chris, we were, um, you know, we left the Halloween kills with this kind of sense that movie really kind of didn't have a proper ending or didn't have a proper kind of lead up to, okay, this supposed trailer they're going to do. So I thought, okay, this is going to be it. Now there's a lot of great, you know, movie trailers out there that let you to know what the movie's going to be about. And there's some that don't really show you what the movie is, or they show you too much. This was probably the middle where <laughs> the trailer is like the final competition. Everything else that happens in this movie shows none of that. So we basically get the Halloween, you know, story, but the beginning and the end is Halloween. And now in the middle of this, we have this whole new story of a character we really don't care about. And they have like this tacked on kind of love story between, you know, Laurie Strode's, you know, granddaughter, Allison, and this guy, Corey. And it's just so, it was just so weird that this movie felt like the least Halloween of any of the Halloweens. And we both did a deep dive. We've seen all of them. And I don't even talk about the season of Witch, which didn't have any Michael Myers. That that this felt least of any kind of Halloween film. It was just so so far out there. What I will say is the director, what they have, you know, David Gordon Green. Um, what I think I, I do like what he had like, tried to accomplish the first two films is trying to, yes, Halloween, but make kind of a commentary. The first one is kind of talking about our obsession with, you know, true crime legends and kind of um, I love to see what Lori was this kind of badass where she is, you know, you know, proven to I'm a survivor. I'm ready for Michael if he ever returns. And then we have the second one where it's all about the mob mentality and how um, it can lead to this mass hysteria and people kind of like, you know, they, they, they go for anyone and how, if you separate and you don't come together, what it can lead to. We also didn't really have much of Lori in the second one. And this one, we had just the same amount. It was, it was not much fur to do, but I did like that in the beginning, we have Lori really kind of having a more normal life. We haven't really seen that. And we've seen in, you know, she's always kind of been affected by Michael and this one, I was really happy to see that. That's what I liked about it. But then it just kind of trailed off for me. That should have been the focus of this film was Lori, her recovery. Her recovery, obviously, the ending of kills, her daughter gets killed. That was like the end of the movie was Michael kills her daughter. And like her scream was like the and cut. 
blackout uh okay i guess michael's back and because we had yeah the whole mob mentality of kills made me feel like oh now we're gonna go into an era where haddonfield is like crazy and i thought like oh this is now where everyone's taking the law into their own hands so michael's obviously been heavily burnt and beat and stabbed multiple times always gets up so it was weird that in this film they chose to have Michael really kind of in the background for most of the film and focusing on the yeah this new character that I thought he did good for the role of what he was given, but it is a character we don't give a shit about. We don't care about him. We want a Michael Myers movie. I did kind of see the side of if this is a film where they they want to do the commentary on the the opposite side of the babysitter story because that was what always Halloween was was this it's a babysitter you know, serial killer slasher film. Of course, the babysitter is our Jamie Lee Curtis hero. What if the babysitter is someone that is kind of formed because of his fear of this Michael Myers and then becomes something like a Michael Myers? I can kind of get that was maybe what they were going for. It just needed to have a lot more involved because this film does feel very small. And it's the last one, at least for now. I'm sure we'll have more Halloween Without Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm sure the franchise will continue. But it was some weird choices. And I almost would have preferred, like I was texting you earlier today, I thought it would have been kind of cool if it was almost like multiple people are trying to pretend to be Michael Myers. Like, like take it, maybe take it out of Haddonfield. Like, okay, this has infected the entire nation. And because... We're in a modern, like, okay, when the first Halloween came out, this is before social media, in, in the story, and also the world where you can't get a hold of people quickly. You know, you just have my phone or you got to run to their house and get a hold of them. And now we're in this area, we've got podcasts, we've got social media, people like, oh, I saw Michael, he was down there. So let's take it to the extreme. And you had a great idea, like, this is a good pitch. Like, then almost like what Screen did for the Ghostface Killer, and that was kind of ahead of its time where okay the second one we made a movie about it and now it's actually really cool to make it a little bit more meta and to see okay this is bigger you know what this movie and this is i don't know if you noticed this the whole color scheme the whole how it was filmed it made it feel like it was back in the 70s yeah which i do i did like yeah yeah what i liked it but almost said it like okay like you said it was more smaller and contained like the original halloween but it really shouldn't have been it should have been blown up to more epic proportions. I think they should have went grandiose, more bigger scale. What's also like the Halloween, why the original works so well is the shape. Uh, Michael Myers is creepy by himself. We don't need these extensive kills. And this trilogy has really turned up the notch on that. A lot of the kills are very violent and very gory. Especially in this film. Yes. And the the whole, you know, what we wanted to do, spoilers, is that Corey at one point is he's getting bullied by like these high school kids he has to work for his dad and like clearly his mom's always yelling at him he sees that like there's a jealousy of allison's like co-worker who is the nurse and the doctor he sees all this kind of things going on and at some point he is brought into these sewers down by like the the, the highway and that's where michael myers has been chilling for this like whole time so I guess he's been living on rats and crap. Who knows? <laughs> Old guy outside who's like, go in there and get me the mask. I'm like, how have you not been killed this entire time? You've just been chilling out here. And he doesn't kill Corey. But then it's just one of those things where like, 
the the master and the student where now it's like he wants to learn from Michael Myers. He wants to be Michael Myers. And now they start tag teaming to do kills. And this is where I'm like, Michael Myers does not work with anyone. He's his own unstoppable force. So it became this weird movie where like Corey wants to like get out this like frustration and he goes and does this killing rampage. And sometimes you're like, well, clearly he's not going to get this person because he's stuck. And then all of a sudden Michael walks through and does like the next kill. And it was just like stuff with that where I'm like, this was the the plot you went with. And it is like this excessive relationship between him and Allison that really like breaks Lori down to the point where when it got to that moment where she looks like she's about to commit suicide, a fake suicide. And he comes walking in with the Michael Myers mask, which that was a whole thing. How on earth would he be able to like knock down Michael Myers, take his mask and be like, I'm going to be Michael now. Well, And that was the thing. Michael Myers in this is sidelined in his own film, you said, and he's like weak and like, he looks like he's basically like, I'm too old. For this. He's like Danny Glover and William, I'm too old for this shit. So it was like, okay, that you can take him out. He's been unstoppable for 40 years. Seriously, now is the time. Yeah. And Corey walking through and she shoots him. He's like, you really think I was going to commit suicide, get to kill myself. But the fact that he actually stabs himself to be like, if I can't have Allison, no one can. And he stabs himself. And I was like, what the hell? And then Michael shows up, gets his mask back. They have this huge epic fight, which speaking of trailer, that's all they show in the trailer is their exactly. fight, which is the last five minutes of the movie. It was a good fight. It was nothing we haven't like not seen. I mean, I kind of did enjoy the aspect of Michael being pinned to the table by like four knives and the fridge. And she finally slits his throat and actually like kills him. But at one point he still has like his hand and like starts choking her. And then he kind of loses his grip, but they do this ending where they put him like in like a big metal chipper, like machine, you know, like breaks down metal. So it's like, okay, he's dead. We've killed him off in a movie. That's just not that great. And for this to be the end of this trilogy, it, it honestly feels like to me, like they went down in quality each movie. One, two, three. So Kind of a bummer for Jamie Lee Curtis to kind of go out with this. I think a, a different plot would have worked better. It's just, you know, it is what it is. I'm glad we saw it on Peacock. I would have been kind of bummed to go pay for this in a movie theater. I think if we're going to have Halloween continue in the future with a different director and all that stuff, I think we're going to go back to basics or mess with the formula. But the whole idea of Michael Myers and... Lori is done unless they just do a recast and start over who knows but for me kind of happy that Michael will be in his grave and just was a eh, okay movie I enjoyed some of the kills but again some of that was just like very over the top and gory and doesn't need to be most of what makes Michael Myers scary is the fear of you don't know where he is or when he's going to get you and that was missing a lot in this film so for me Halloween ends Five out of 10. Yeah, I was going to say, I can't be more generous than that. Five out of 10 as well. Um, yeah, I'm glad there was an option for streaming because I, I would have been very, very disappointed. But you tell us your, yourself, folks. Again, sad way to end a pretty epic franchise, if you ask me. But 
We're going to give it a 5 out of 10. You heard us first. You can check out and decide for yourselves. Halloween Ends is now playing in theaters and streaming on Peacock. And that was this, this edition of Potential Picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.